0: All right, guys. Welcome to episode sixty-five of the Different Animals podcast. It's your boy Tyler, and I'm Ever Castro. And this week we are going to talk about um, Steven Spielberg randomly just fucking throwing some garbage together in the, in the middle <laughs> of an amazing like four film run. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a, a fucking pig uh, being nominated for best picture, and I somehow had no clue. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk about a game movie, and you know how important it is for, for people to have their own creative input on the things that they're in. Uh, and then and then we'll talk about uh you know uh, uh, what's an announcement for a new a new type of Star Wars mm-hmm. that even has your boy, um who whose most famous hot take is that Star Wars is garbage. I'm I even thought excited to be I was
1: going to say, I should have said it. Didn't, you know, I should little bit it. a little I of a little bit
0: yeah, because you said that to me, and I was like, there's no way, but I'm in. Um, <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. Uh, but, and then lastly, we'll talk about, uh, you know, someone's fall from grace, uh, from from Heisman winner to, to number one jersey seller to being slandered on Twitter <laughs> with video evidence. Tim Icarus Tebow flew too close to the sun. <laughs> But first... Let's start with uh, what we've been watching. Yeah. So this and week. We, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I think I'm gonna start this one just because yeah. uh, mine's uh, kind of lackluster as as per usual, um, which is that I was just I, I I had a moment where like I had gotten to a point in the game where I was like I'm done with this now. Like I got to a good stopping point, and then I think I just wasn't feeling anything else, or there wasn't a whole lot of. Timeless. I don't really remember. But either way, I found myself just on Netflix looking for something to watch. Um, and, like, in my recommended came up a movie that I was like, I've never even fucking heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw some names in it, and I was like, how have I never heard of this movie? And uh, it is a, <laughs> it's a Steven Spielberg classic um, of yeah. uh, The Terminal. It's oh, directed yeah. by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. uh, Captain Zeta Jones. Jones. Yeah. I had never heard of it, and it popped up in comedies. And Uh I feel like that may be the reason I didn't finish it, is that it did have some funny parts, but it definitely wasn't like. It wasn't like like trying to get jokes in. Yeah. And so, like, I watched, like, probably over half of it, and then I was just like think I'm done. Or, like, I'm just, like, ready to go to bed or something. It was, like, no, I'm not really worried about finishing this. And I didn't finish it. Um, So, I don't know if it's good. Maybe the ending ties it all up super nicely. It was just, like, the two-fold thing was that, like, I, I was just so surprised to see, like, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and, like, a thing that was listed as a comedy. I was, like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, I also didn't get, like, super great, like, comedy-specific vibes from it. So, um, it, it didn't end up really fitting, uh, like, scratching an itch for me in any sort of way, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't end up finishing it. It was decent from what I saw. Um, I feel yeah. like having Tom Hanks play, like, uh, what basically seems like a Middle Easterner, like, it seems like an odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like it was, um, what is it, what is it, like the,
1: like, Yugoslavian, like, Eastern European? I mean, yeah, Eastern European. European.
0: Okay, yeah, probably.
1: Um... Yeah, I remember that movie. I remember watching it as a kid, or, you know, right when it came out. I think it's from 2004, so, like, yeah. teenager years. And so, I remember watching it, and, it, like, you know, it was, like, Spielberg movie. And I was, like, I mean, it was fine. Like, it was just, like, a like a, like a a simple, just nice drama. I like the, like, the main, you know, conceit of the movie, or, like, the main plot of the movie. Like, the, you know, a guy who comes in on a flight to JFK, and then... While he's in the air, his country dissolves so he's not a you know, a citizen of any country anymore. And so then right. he's just stuck in the terminal and he's like learning. And, and because he has leaving. no
0: country, the US has no like immigration laws to enact on him. <laughs> like Yeah. Like he's they can't grant him amnesty. They can't like he's just like stuck in the terminal. Yeah. I and... feel like it's like would work better as like a like a
1: short film or like a half hour drama of like some sort of like life lesson movie right like just because i I do think that is like the idea like the 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 like the the concept is i think pretty interesting i was like whoa that's kind of cool he's still get it because he's like you know it's like well he was in the air it like he became a citizen of no country and like you could say something about that but then like to stretch it out for two hours you just go like oh okay
0: Well, that and i it's weird and and maybe it's because i stopped where i stopped Mm -hmm. but like I thought they were going to do more with like him being stuck in the terminal. Like I understand that sounds stupid because literally the whole movie, at least from what I saw, he was stuck in the terminal, but like, I feel like at a certain point, very early on, he's like not even trying to get out anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like I just was expecting more or like, I don't know. Like it suddenly just becomes a thing where like, The best way to explain it is it turns into, like, randomly, like, a stereotypical, like, RPG experience where, like, he's doing, like, menial tasks for other people. Mm -hmm. And, like, like, he's talking to Zoe Zaldana as, like, some janitor, like, wants him to talk to her. And he's doing it to get food, but then, like, there's no, like... Well, I need to get food because I need to do this, and like, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, well, I just live in this terminal now. Like, it, it seems like at some point he just resigns to, like, this is where I live. And it's like, there's no more, like, cat and mouse between him and, like, Stanley Tucci, who every time it does come into play is super great. Like, I yeah. love every scene with both of them where he's, like, trying to get him to leave. He, like, walks out. He's like, for five minutes, the guards are going to be gone. Like, this is when you need to go. And then he walks away, the, the guards switch, but then Stanley Tucci is watching him on one of the cameras to make sure he leaves. Yeah. Tom Hanks realizes the camera's watching him and thinks it's a trick, so he stays, because he <laughs> thinks he's going to get, like, tackled the moment he walks out the door. So, like, that, like, cat and mouse is super fun, and I wish they would have explored more with it. Like, even when it flips the other way, and Stanley Tucci wants him to leave, and he won't, like, I... Like, the, there's no... Like, Stanley Tucci wants him to leave, and then, like, nothing happens to make him leave. He's just like, I want him gone. And then we just get, like, Tom Hanks and, the guy, like, the janitor guy, like, trying to get him with Zoe Saldana. You know what I mean? Like, like right, it's just right. like, where's, like, the imminent... I-, I don't know. I just, like, I would have wished that would have played on more. And maybe that's not even the point of the film by the time you get to the end. But, like, that was the interesting part to me. Like, that's what hooked me to watch the movie. And then, like, largely... It's like a thing between him and Catherine Zeta-Jones, and like him helping a couple other people out. You know what I mean? Like, it, right, right. It suddenly doesn't become about like him being stuck in a terminal anymore. It's
1: like about like life. It's like, um, like a guy who comes into a town and changes everybody's life. That kind of
0: thing. right. It all yeah, almost like a Hallmark movie, and yeah. that's terrible because it's Steven Spielberg. But like the same kind of thing where it's like, like, it's a much more tight see and like are unique you know what i mean where it's like yeah. this is something new as opposed to hallmark movies where it's like just like oh wow guy walks into town right as christmas swings around like yeah. you know what i mean like it's and not that but, right <laughs> but it is kind of like you said that same like oh look what look what one man can do you know what i mean yeah. like and it's like ah, it's not really why i came here <laughs> yeah and it's so bizarre that they, like that sort of in the, in the grand
1: scheme of things that um Spielberg made this when he did because this is like two thousand four. So he he um he made this and this is sandwiched in between, um, Catch Me If You Can and Minority Report and War of the Worlds in Munich and three of those are like borderline classics.
0: And then I've never seen Catch Me If You Can and I've always wanted to.
1: Yeah, so that that's one where you go, oh Tom Hanks, where you know Spielberg, what's going on here? And you go, holy shit! Like this loves up to the hype. Like this is like right. A fucking classic. So it's, it's just interesting. You go, he go, you goes classic, classic, the terminal, pretty good, and then classic. And you go, uh, that's just kind of like, like a weird, just like swing and a miss. Right? Right. Like, yeah. It's such an,
0: like, I just, <sighs> hmm. Uh, so it's hard for me to say this again, as someone who didn't actually end up finishing it, but like, I just wanted to be like, what were you going for here? <laughs> like, like, what did you yeah. think this was going to turn out to be? Like... Like it just based on what we've seen from you so far, you know what I mean. Like it just seems odd that this is a thing in the middle here. Like, right, right. Because th- like, at the midst of all your powers, you were like, "And I'm going to do the terminal." Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because I'm looking, and then it, yeah, because I, like I said, it's sandwiched in between those, and you go,
0: "Holy shit! Holy shit! Huh? Holy shit! Holy shit!" Um, what do you think you like? So I don't know enough. Do if a director wants a film made. Does he pitch it to producers? Is that how that works? I mean,
1: usually it, it
0: depends on or like what, what kind of.
1: It depends on who, like what who it is. Like if it's just a regular director, like a somebody who's trying to make it or who's like low level, they'll either write it or they work with a writer and then maybe they find a producer or they have an idea and they go to a writer and they're like, "Please, they do make this movie." Or like they're a hired gun, where somebody comes to them and goes, "Hey, make this movie." And the director goes, "Okay, if I make this one, it does well, I can sort of have my own push and pull later." Um, but somebody like Spielberg or Chris Nolan or uh, Michael Bay, they can pretty much just go to any, they can get any story made ever, right? Unless it's right. like, or, or Scorsese, right? Like, unless, it, unless it's like, you know, the Irishman, which is like $200 million, you know, like Scorsese can go up to Paramount and be like, I want to make the Irishman and it's going to cost $200 million. They're going to be like, uh, no, like you're Scorsese, but no, cause that's, Fucking insane, and same thing with Spielberg. Right, I think he can go up to any studio and be like, "I would like to make this movie or that movie." He can have his pick of the litter, you know, barring it being insanely expensive. Um, so I feel like something like this, he he must have seen like the script from somebody or like, um, like like let me see who
0: wrote it. I guess I guess what I was where I was going with it though, and and you can find who wrote it. Um, but like, can you imagine being the producer or, or or you know studio? They're like Steven Spielberg wants to pitch this movie, and you're like, "Holy shit, let's go!" And then he's like, he he tells you about the terminal, and you're like, "I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess." Like you said, it would like, cost like
1: fifty mil. I mean, sure. You like look, like,
0: you like look down. And you're like, you're just weighing your options, right? You're like, this doesn't. Well, I, and I could be wrong. They could have thought it sounded amazing, but like in my head, it's like this doesn't sound great. But it's Steven Spielberg, so like. I feel like I have to trust him, so I guess we'll make it. <laughs> and yeah, And this exactly, is what you yeah. get. And then, like, the people that bankrolled this, like, see the next two films and the past two films, they're like, fuck! Like, you got me. I'm the only one that didn't make out like i uh, ended on right.
1: and, 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 like, you know, you, you know, the, I feel like Minority Report and War of the Worlds, out of those five, are the ones that are like, of course, you know, big budget, aliens, sci-fi, you know, time uh, cop shit, right? Right. Um, Munich is like a uh, uh, biography type thing, right? Um, but I feel like you probably were expecting something like Catch Me If You Can, where he it's like, oh, it's the story of a guy who used to take people's identities, like, and he made it like a flashy caper, and it made a bunch of money, and it was really, really good. So you go, maybe that's what the journal would be, you know? Like he'll he'll make it into his own to whatever it is. But then, it, it like, I feel like there's not much more there than like guy who's stuck at the airport, and he's gonna make you know life <laughs> the best he can while there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just such a like yeah it's such a weird like thing for steven spielberg to just like pop out with it like doesn't really seem to fit him like it's just it's also yeah. weird
1: yeah i feel And know i also feel like you know look, looking back at it you kind of go it's like somebody was like you know like when you're at the airport you know you see all these people but like who are they really and you're just like on the move right like i feel like somebody was like thinking like that way but at a certain point they didn't put enough into it like i think um like, one of the best places in the world you can be, I think, or one of the, like, coolest places you can be is, like, right at the welcoming gate after security when you see mm-hmm. people coming in. And then you see, like, you just, like, a-, a dad coming in. His kids are waiting. Or, like, a grandpa waiting for his grandsons and stuff. Like, it's awesome being there. And they must have seen that and been like, wow, there's so much emotion there, so much, like, raw connection that there must be some movie that can be made in, a- in like, an airport, right? Because, it- it- you know, it's where people say hello and goodbye. And it's that sort of, like, link... That there's, like, a lot of emotion in. And they must have said, there's got to be something there. And so then they were like, well, let's make a movie about it. But then, like, there's not really much there other than, like, it's neat. seeing people. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's where I laid it. I tried to watch the terminal and just, uh, it was not what I thought it was going to be. And so I I did not finish yeah. it.
1: I know people shit on it, but I, like I said, when and also I haven't watched it since I was a teenager. Um, but people are like, "Oh God, it's awful!" It's god awful. Um, I remember
0: thinking it was fine, but I yeah, even... I didn't, I didn't think it was terrible in any no. sense of way. Like I said, I think the main turnoff for me was it just like I don't, I, I, I really. It was labeled as a comedy, and, and I guess I should have immediately been like, huh? When it was comedy and Steven Spielberg, I should have been like, hmm? Uh, but, like, I didn't. And uh, I just, like, watched it. It just wasn't wasn't really what I was looking for. But, like, even when I, if anything, the fact that I was trying to watch a comedy got something where there weren't many jokes and still stuck around for probably, like, an hour 15 minutes is, mm-hmm. like, probably some level of, like, endorsement, I guess. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he like, can fall in. The, yeah. This isn't even what I came here for, but uh you know I sat through a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Um so I feel like he can just roll out of bed and make like a you know okay movie, right? Like right. like he can do it in his sleep at this point. Um I think uh, you know speak, uh, that around that time it's so, it's so interesting because then he does these and then I don't think there's really after he does those five movies then there's not really like a through line after he makes those, but in around that time it's like what people consider his 9/11 trilogy which is uh, Minority Report, um, War of the Worlds, and uh, Munich, Mm -hmm. which are all sort of tangentially, like, 9-11-y, you know, War on Terror kind of reaction-y type thing. Yeah, I I never thought about it that
0: way, but you're right.
1: And uh, Munich, especially, is fucking awesome. It's so good. It's like, if you want to see one where you're, like, yeah, yeah, this Spielberg guy. What does he got? You know, he's, he's you know, does he still have like his muscle, like his pill making muscle? Like, what does he, you know, he made like same Private Ryan however many years ago? If you watch Munich, you're like, holy shit! Like, this is a guy who, like, when he's on, he'll like make a great movie. Um, yeah. So if you get a chance to watch that one, but um, yeah, oh, Bridge of Spies. I could do a cool episode about Spielberg, like Bridge of Spies from like five or six years ago, the one with Tom Hanks. Do you remember that one? Where it was like? I, I do not. Oh, that one was fucking awesome too. So
0: good. Anyway, so wait. It. So is, is Spielberg? Is uh, let's see. Is Tom Hanks to Spielberg what like fucking DiCaprio is to uh fucking Scorsese? Like all pretty much, much, yeah so, later like, in his like Tom Hanks just keeps showing up. Like. Any time out, yeah. From Saving Private Ryan
1: on, I mean, they've made what is that four movies together, and three of them are really, really, really good and. People, you know, well, people like, you know, I think Bridge of I love Bridge of Spies. I think it, I could consider it a classic, but I know people, not everybody thinks that way. But that's like four movies. It's, you know, Saving Private Ryan, um, Catch Me If You Can, The Terminal, and Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. And out of those four, three of those would have been any other movie, filmmaker's best movie ever, so...
0: Yeah, um, oh shit, Bridge of Spies was written by the Coen brothers, um, yes, oh,
1: and you can totally tell, it's, like, very dryly funny, it's, like, every line, I don't know, it, it, it's, it looks like a stuffy drama, but, like, courtroom drama, but there's, like, a lot of, um, sort of, like, underlying energy there, um, and then I think Mark Rylance, who's the guy that they think is a spy, he won Best Supporting Actor for that one, okay,
0: it's, yeah, for what it's worth, though, I just I see a picture of the movie poster and it looks like a stuffy drama. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very very good. I remember, I I I went to see that one.
1: Um, I think it was like one October night, and it was I had just moved to Raleigh, and so I remember I went to see it by myself, and I was like, around that, that's when like when I would used to just go watch movies by myself, and I would be like, well, you know, it's nominated for Oscars, or you know, it's Spielberg. Let me go see it, and I would kind of go in blind, and then I would come out like. Holy shit! Right, like I did that with um this movie called Lion, uh Whiplash, um uh, the one I uh Bridget Spies and all three of those like I would be like oh, God, this seems like homework. I kind of don't want to see this, but fuck it. And I came out of all three like holy shit. You just like <laughs> I need to convince everyone to watch it. I, I do like I like Lion. When I came out of Lion, I was like I just sat in my car for a little bit. I was like, <laughs> what's Lion? I don't even know
0: if I've heard of that one.
1: It's a movie with uh, Dev Patel where it's uh, about uh, these two Indian kids in India. Uh, one of them, they get, he gets separated from his uh, brother and mom. And then he gets, like, picked up by an orphanage. Or he, he somehow gets separated from his mom. And he gets adopted by, like, an Australian family. And so then eventually he, he reaches adulthood. And he's like, I'm going to try and find my town and see if my mom is there. And the story's about, like, him just, like, trying to find his mom. And- gotcha sort of him being stuck between two worlds, um, but again, I walked, went into it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be just, like, a stuffy, like, you know, like, oh, uh, Oscar drama, oh, Dev Patel, whatever, like, you know what I'm saying, like, the typical movie that gets nominated for Oscars, but I came out of that shit, like, oh, like, shell-shocked, I was like, oh my god, that was so good, I, like, just walked back to my car, I didn't say a word, well, of course, you know, I was by myself, but I was, like, just like, oh.
0: It's a good thing you didn't say a word. <laughs> you're just out of that movie. You're just walking across the parking lot, gesturing wildly and talking to yourself. So like, "You, know, you got to get out of here." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I watched a lot of
1: shitty movies by myself around that time too. So I was, I would come out and be like, "Well, that thing was a piece of shit." All right. Anyway, let me go get some lunch, or like, let me go get some whatever. You know.
0: <laughs> you walk out of the theater. There's like a whole group of people behind you. You're by yourself. You're like, "Fuck! <laughs> I, 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 I wasted was my money on that movie." <laughs> thing was terrible. Oh God. Yeah. So um. Yeah, the terminal. It wasn't bad. It's just not what I was expecting. Um, mm. So that's that's where I'm, I'm landing on that. Um, so what uh, what have you been watching? Yeah. So I have
1: uh, two movies that I watched this week. Um, one is an older one. One's a no, one's a new one. One's an older one that I watched. I'll re- do the rewatch one real easily, just or real quickly, just because um, I just wanted to put it on people's radar just in case it hasn't already been.
0: Yeah. So real quick, we I I saw this and I was like. This must be a different thing than the thing I'm thinking of, but it's not, is it? No, it's a pig movie. <laughs> it's the pig so I movie. watched,
1: yeah, I watched Babe this week. Um, already watched it, and the reason this came up is because somebody tweeted out something about Babe about like it came out 20 years ago or 21 years ago or something. And I sent it to Sydney and I was like, hey, look, this is one that I think is is that I've you know, over the years, I, I've, I've come to really appreciate and um, really consider something of a classic and so she was like oh i'd never seen it and so i was like oh well then let's watch it and so because it's on hbo max you know it's an hour and a half we can go right through it and basically what i told her was that this is a movie kind of like chicken run where as a kid i would watch it all the time just because i was like hey it's you know and talking animals you know it's claiming you know the, the other one is exclamation but this one's like talking animals it's cute right like it's got like a happy ending or whatever and you just watched it just because it was like a kid's movie mm-hmm. but it's a movie where like over the years i look back on it and i've rewatched it throughout the years and been like this isn't just like a good movie this is like a classic this is like <laughs> a five out of five masterpiece in terms of like a perfect movie like this is one of those that's like a perfect movie and rewatching it with her i was like holy shit that's totally right it is fucking tight as a drum like it is perfect everything is like just works in perfect clockwork and you know its themes are great its characters are great um and then something i didn't notice before was that the whole movie well, well first of all have you seen it do you remember you've seen it right like, in, like as For a kid ever
0: forever ago like i don't the way you said you continued to rewatch it i feel like i watched it once and never watched it again Okay, yeah, because I, well, I think I watched
1: it, like, in, you know, elementary school, because I think they played it, like, during when we were in school. And then, like, in middle school, I watched it because my brother watched it. Like, so basically, I watched it every time that there's, like, a small child around. And then I think a couple years ago, I watched it with my niece. So, like, uh, this was the first time where I was like, let me watch it, like, as an adult. Let me put on Babe, right? Right. Um, and so what I love is that, you know, the movie's basically saying, like, the the early on the mo- characters go well you know things aren't just the way they are just this is the way things are is is, is it this way and if you try to change it like you will be broken into following things this way and the whole movie's about saying no you got to reject that you got to embrace modernity you got to move into the future you got to change the way your way of thinking and then something so interesting that i, that I never noticed before is that halfway through the movie um the f- farm owners their kids come over for christmas mm-hmm. and one of them gives them a fax machine and I remember that scene because they go, "Oh, ha ha, fax machine! Like that's so high, such high tech, you know, future stuff. We, we don't really do that. We're just like old farmers." And um, the the I never noticed before, but later on in the movie, that that they use that machine a bunch of times to like sign up for the sheepdog contest. They they get like phone calls and stuff, and like the movie doesn't point out, like, goes like, "Hey, look, they're using the machine." It just they just like do it right. Mm-hmm. And so I love that because it's basically saying like the 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 sheep dogs let babe become a sheep pig but then they are also moving into the future with like a fax machine right like the whole basically the whole movie's like you got to keep moving forward you got to keep evolving you got to change how you think because if you do it things the other way you're just stuck right um but the movie doesn't hammer it over the head it just makes it very subtle very nice um and very um Just kind of weaves it in really well, Um, but yeah, I would say you know when your kid's old enough, like rewatch it with them, and you'll see it has this like like super fucking awesome like magical realism thing to it, and you know it's like I said, it's an hour and a half, so it'll fly right by. Um, But yeah, the Babe, like I kind of want to rewatch Chicken Run now because I was like, those are the two that I hold in very high regard. That you know, growing up, you're like, it's just like a, it's a kids movie, like eh, like eh, like you know like. It, it put it on so the kids will shut up it's it's cute like the kid the parents will will um what's it called where they'll um they'll withstand it right like it's not right Is that bombarding their brains
0: right so real quick uh yeah. i don't i don't know if you looked it up but if you had to guess a rotten tomato score for babe what do you think it's at 94 yeah 97 that's so fucking high. I would have never guess that. Holy
1: shit! Including best picture, best director, best screenplay, and it won best visual effects.
0: Babe was up for best picture. Yes, dude. I'm telling bro, you, like, what did I this, miss?
1: <laughs> and this is when, and this is when they only had five best picture nominees.
0: Yo, what did I miss? Yeah, I've never even heard of this director, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, he he. It's interesting because whenever people
1: mention this movie, they mention the producer, who's uh, George Miller, and he did oh, okay. Mad Max: Fury Road, and Happy Feet. Um, so he, they, they kind of goes George Miller's babe, but you know he didn't direct it, but I you know he had like a big part of it. But um, yeah, yeah, dude, like it's yeah, that's like, not what I was
0: expecting at all. You know, um, what's great though <laughs> is that if I as as I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes, right. There's Babe, got a 97%. Uh, the, you might also like, the very first one that pops up is The Sister Act. So, you may, <laughs> you may be very interested in this new movie coming out called The Sister Act 3. <laughs> <laughs> and we're full circle. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the, at the fucking,
1: um, at the reviews. um and it's, like, you know, very good, it's charming, like, it's good, it's, like, a fable, right? But then I'm looking at the fucking audience score, like, 67%. Like, I'm, like, how could you, like, I understand you're not, like, loving it as much, right? But, right. like, how do you not, like, like it, right? Oh, and the ending. Oh, my goodness, dude. The I ending. do not remember the ending at all. <laughs> so good, right? So, do, I mean, do you remember the story? It's, like, about the pig who wants to be a sheepdog and everybody's like a pig being a sheepdog know your place you're just gonna get fat and be our food like what do you think like the okay. idea of you being a sheepdog it's ridiculous like know your role <laughs> know it's <laughs> Shut your <mouth>. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what they say to the pig and so then he goes and so then you know they go you know throughout the movie he becomes like a sheepdog and then at the end he becomes a sheepdog because he can. He talks to the sheep. He doesn't yell at them. He like asks them nicely. Hey, can you please go into the corral? Come out of the corral. Go over here. Go over there. And so then at the end, the farmer who's put all his trust in the pig, they're at like um. A contest, like a sheepdog contest, mm-hmm. and so he brings out—he's out there with his chain and his pig, and he's like walking out to the field. And the stands are full; it's like a Kentucky Derby type stand, mm-hmm. and they're all laughing at him, and they're fucking going crazy, and they're like, "Oh my god, a pig! Oh my god!" And everybody's dying laughing because they think he's—it's like a, a big fucking joke. And so then the music's like swelling up, and then Babe the pig has like a password that he's gonna tell the sheep, to, that's gonna let them listen to him and so then they're laughing and the music's built up and then right when he goes out there and starts his trial the music cuts out and like everybody goes dead silent because the sheep start falling exactly what babe asks them and he like they just kind of you just hear them moving and like it stops (laughs) and then like they like move them and everybody's like oh my god and it's like dead silent and he like makes them go through all these trials and like get in and out of a circle out of a circle without you don't hear anything and then he's like, all right, lady. And then it finally cuts to Babe asking the sheep to get into the corral. He's like, all right, ladies, thank you very much. Please get into the corral for me. That's the last thing. And he, like, puts him in the corral. And then the owner, the farmer, closes the gate very slowly. And then right where the last latch uh, uh, clicks into place, the fucking crowd <laughs> loses their shit. Like, erupts, erupts. <laughs> like blows everything up and stuff. I'll send Like a buzzer beater three. Like a buzzer beater finals. three, dude. And everybody's like going nuts. And then the judges give him all the hundreds and Babe wins. And then, like, the, the, the you know, the, everybody's losing their shit. And the, the, it's like a cloudy day. And then, like, a little bit of the sun opens up and it, like, puts a spotlight on them. You know, like that kind of classic. Right. Like, oh shit, like the sky's opening up on them. And then Babe looks up at the farmer and the farmer looks down at him. And uh, he goes, you yeah, know, that'll do, pig. That'll do. And like that's like the movie. Ah, right? That's what that's from.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I've the known ends. that
1: line. I've used that line. I had no idea that's mm-hmm. what it was from. That'll do, pig. Because the whole thing is that the farmer is like very soft. He's very um reserved. He doesn't talk a lot, right? He doesn't say a lot. He's not emotive a lot. And so at the end, he just cracks a very small, slight smile. And he, the narrator's like, in that moment, the man knew exactly what to say. And he looks down at babe and he goes, that'll do, pig. That'll do. That's amazing.
0: Fucking Babe 97% so good. best picture nominee. I had no idea. Like <laughs> So good. I'll I'll send you the scene like it's only like 3 or 4 minutes cuz it's like
1: the last bit and then the movie literally ends right there. Right. Um but so that's Babe. Okay. Watch it. It's on HBO Max. If you have if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you have seen it, you like like the pig movie, rewatch it. I am telling you it is a fucking excellent movie. Um and so that's Babe. And then real quickly, the other one I saw was Free Guy, the one with Ryan Reynolds, yep. about the guy who's stuck in the video game.
0: I thought, um, based on the trailers I'd seen, that mm-hmm. this was going to be garbage. And,
1: and it, I'm happy to report, it wasn't. It's actually right. pretty good. That's it's,
0: everything it's... I've heard is that it's great. Uh, my yeah. reaction to this being good is the same reaction I just had to Babe being in the Best Picture. <laughs> like the same level <laughs> of disbelief. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Well, that I mean, that's a good thing though, right? Because yeah, you know, it's better sure. than being like, "I was
1: told this movie was great," and it's a piece of shit, right? <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, but it it it's um, I mean, it's not like Babe level. I mean, it's not amazing. <sighs> it, it's not even like um, I'm trying to think. It, it it's like a weird mixture of a, a mixture of a bunch of stuff. Or and I don't I don't think on purpose. I think my brain just picked up on it and was like, "Hey, this is like this or like that." It's like sort of like time loopy mixed with like the matrix mixed with like truman show mixed with like her the one where the guy falls in love with the computer mixed with like um ready player one sort of stuff so it it feels like a bunch of stuff kind of put together Mm -hmm. um so you know it's about a guy who doesn't realize he's like an npc and then he one day he's like whoa i'm i'm like a real person like or he goes like oh shit like i'm in a video game and it's about like him trying to Fall in love with like one of the real like world players, right? Um, and from there, you know, it, it it's inventive in what it does and how it like navigates that like fake world. Um, it's got some clever little surprises that, in the moment, I was like, oh shit, like that's so interesting, that's so clever. But then looking back, I'm like, oh, that was a little bit pandery. Like, what was <laughs> that doing there? Like, that's not really like video game related. Okay. Um. But it's it's a great time, and I was listening to a podcast today, uh, where somebody was like, like it's funny, it is funny, but I don't think I laughed once, like in terms of like a oh my gosh, I was just like a lot of like oh that's clever, like oh that's that's really interesting, like yeah, like just kind of like chuckling, right? So it is it's funny, um, it's romantic, it's surprising. I I think you could do a lot worse in terms of a movie about video games with ryan reynolds i think you can do
0: way worse yeah that could definitely Um, like i said i thought it was going to be garbage
1: yeah so like but and the thing is it's so interesting because i feel like he ever since deadpool he has been very hands-on in terms of how he like his movies he makes right like i think he like writes them or he like helps write them and he's he's pretty much like um like the rock where he's like a big influence and making the movie whereas i feel like 10 or 15 years ago you go oh ryan reynolds is in this weird video game movie and it's like shitty right um i think him having a lot of input ever since deadpool came out has allowed him to make like pretty good movies recently. yeah i feel
0: like the i feel like the deadpool thing was probably a giant change for him and just that um like you said like he put in a lot of input on that movie and then it turned out super well and Mm -hmm. so i feel like now it's like one of those things where like you know, people come to Ryan Reynolds like, hey, we'd like to be in this movie. And he's like, that's a cool movie. Here's what I want to do with it. And then it becomes, like, yeah. a collaborative thing. And then yep. I wonder mm-hmm. if... So, I, like, I wonder at, at what point is it, you know, like, Ryan Reynolds has some sort of untapped skill to, to like, you know, find parts in a movie that maybe other people don't? Mm-hmm. Or if it's just that by virtue of, like, being collaborative in this effort, like, you're more... By default, the word like the word that came to head is involved, but that doesn't make sense because that's like by definition. But like you, because you are collaborating in it, you're more um, in touch with the material. You know what I yeah. mean? Where it's like mm-hmm. I, now my performance is better because I've you know the put, story like inside
1: out, right? You were right? There I put the, the
0: story inside out, and like there's no question to the motivations because I helped put this together with the motivations of the character. You know what I mean? Right,
1: right, exactly. And I feel like. Um... Like I said the rock does stuff like this except I feel like this hurts the rock because yes. then he never does like when was the last time you did you watched the rock movie that you were like whoa like that's like a different type of
0: role right like, No the rock is the rock and it, so the same way that yeah. Will Smith to me always kind of seems like Will Smith playing a character like 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 Will Smith as Deadshot was just Will Smith as Deadshot right like he, right, like, right. he wasn't playing Deadshot he was Will Smith doing Deadshot um, like, that's what you get from The Rock, right? You get, like, uh, you get The Rock playing Hobbs or whatever is you know what yeah, I mean? Like a
1: jungle, a jungle skipper, or you get, like, a video game character, right? It's always, like, this giant, or, like, a, a gorilla exhibit's handler man, right?
0: Right. It's just, like, I get it. <laughs> right, right. You, you can I'm interchange, the- like... The Rock's dialogue from any of his movies, like you yes, just like yeah. picking problems exactly. in different spots. It's just him saying some like WWE one-liner, basically.
1: Right. <laughs> he's like, you know, hey, look, I'm a big guy, I'm a nice guy, but if you don't, if you don't, if you're not nice to me, you're gonna kind of whoop ass, right? No, you know I'm what I'm what saying? Like candy ass. <laughs> yeah, a we'll candy ass, right? Like, like I'm a tough guy, and I'll punch you really hard, you know, because you're a little nerd man, you know. It's like okay, <laughs> like you know, you're the same character. I think the last movie that that The Rock wasn't like The Rock in was. Pain and Gain, you know the one where they play those when him and Mark Wahlberg. Play I've never those seen that, builders. but it
0: like I feel like that was I feel like I remember there being like a weird um I feel like that movie was like negatively in the Zeitgeist and I don't remember like why. Like it kind of seemed stupid and like but like I don't know. I feel like I remember thi- like it wasn't just that it was bad. People were like like super aggressive about it in either direction. And I remember thinking mm. like what is going on with this movie?
1: Yeah, so I really liked it because it, it's kind of like the Wolf of Wall Street thing, where it's like two and a half hours of like people being terrible, but there's like an indictment of like that's how people are. Uh. Where it's like people watch Pain and Gain and they were like, it's just about like muscle heads who like think that they're owed everything, and I'm like, exactly. What do you think that like do you think those don't exist? Like Mark Wahlberg, he tries to kidnap this rich guy because Mark Wahlberg is like this guy's rich, but I'm not. And I've been fucked out of that. Like, he just thinks that he deserves... Him and The Rock think they deserve to be rich just because they are alive. Gotcha. So Because they've been told that that's what
0: they're supposed to be. It kind of seems like... So maybe it's Wolf of Wall Street, but with, like, a... This is terrible. Less relatable, like person and that's not to say like jordan belfort is relatable but like i feel like more people would want to be jordan belfort you, you know what i'm saying yeah. like like whereas then, like not like everyone wants to head. be the meathead you know what i mean yeah, like, it's that, that, yeah, yeah. That, i wonder if that's why like didn't uh perform the same way or, or shake and, out the same way
1: yeah and, and then also you know scorsese is just you know better
0: than michael bay like yeah, I, really, I, yeah. I like michael bay i think well <laughs>
1: I, I think Michael Bay used to be really 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 good and I think he is like Vin Diesel mm-hmm. where um people try to imitate him but it they can never duplicate it in any way right, right. like like you can imitate it and be like well, it's like a light like we're trying to do Vin Diesel lights like no 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 anytime they try to re- recreate it it just comes off like a cheap imitation because only there's only one Michael Bay there's only one Vin Diesel so, But I'll give him that. But Um Where was I? Where was I going with this? Sorry. Um, pain know. and Gain. Oh, Pain and Gain, right. The the, uh, the
0: Rock. Oh, yeah. Yep, okay.
1: He was, you know, so it, this is something where I think, you know, I like that he's involved. I think, you know, it certainly helped. And, and I was telling Sydney yesterday, because I went to see it with her, that Ryan Reynolds tweeted out, like, a picture of him on set. And he's like, you know, thank you all for those who came to see our little movie. You know, we'll hopefully get a sequel and... Now, thank you for supporting us. And he's, like, on set. You see, It's, like, pictures of him on set with, like, a script in his hand and stuff. So he's, like, I told Sydney, I was, like, look, he's, like, involved, involved. Like, right? Like he didn't just right. go, hey, Ryan Reynolds, come show up. And he didn't show up on set and was, like, all right, what are my lines? Oh, wow, I'm a real person. And then go back to his trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed like he was, like, in earnest. Like, there's a certain yeah. level of
0: earnestness of, like, it, it, like, he doesn't just want there to be a sequel for him to get his next payday, right? He's decided right, that right. this is something he wants to commit time to until he hopes there's a sequel
1: (laughs) right exactly exactly which is always cool i I think tom hardy is is like this um with the venom movies where he's like i think um was it here that i mentioned last week that he's like he wrote he, he gets a story credit for the next venom movie but he didn't actually write anything he just like him and the writer, like, just sat down for a long time and just spitballed the story and basically di- broke the story together, but he didn't actually write it, like, you know. Oh. And so he gets a story credit for that. And I feel like, and I think he did that same thing for the first one, Or he was, like, re-
0: heavily involved in getting it made. And I, um, I read an article, or, or... I don't even think I read it. I think I saw a headline where it was basically saying, like, Tom Hardy, like, is either pushing for or would love to, like, somehow get Venom and spider-man in a movie together so like obviously he's some for some reason he has decided that like like venom's cool to me and that's what i want to try and put my effort into you know what i mean yeah it's not just like well time to show up for payday and then like roll out you know what i mean like yeah
1: no i mean and that's awesome because it means you know like you'll at least get hopefully an animated performance out of them right right. Like, like you said they're not just there to be like well i gotta get my next paycheck right like they actually genuinely give a shit about what's going on screen.
0: Yeah. And and like I, I just think that can only be a, a benefit really. Well, right, right. Well, I, we literally just gave the example of how it's not a benefit for the rock. But like <laughs> <laughs> oh, True, true.
1: Well, and the, well the thing is so like the, but the thing is those rock movies like I don't think any of them are bad, they're just not very there's no risk there like right there's no like right well like this movie stuck with me because it was out there right but they're all like the both Jumanji movies Rampage um, the one I mentioned a couple weeks ago Jungle Book Jungle Cruise they're all like good movies yeah I think the only one that I watched that I was like wow the thing was a piece of fucking shit was uh, Skyscraper I was about to say like... it's Skyscraper right <laughs> yeah Skyscraper that thing fucking sucked I that, that thing was just Bright, like dark and gray and like it took place at night and like the only thing that there is is that is that he doesn't have a leg um or he's missing one of his legs right. and he like tries to do like the jump remember he just like jump across a crane yeah like that's all that that's like the hook of the movie and like everything before his ass everything after his ass it just <laughs> ugh. yeah don't watch skyscraper that's <laughs> fucking shit yeah it's,
0: that's pretty rough
1: um but yeah so yeah a, a free guy you could do a lot worse this summer. It's just like a nice breezy summer movie. It's inoffensive. Like you could take your girlfriend on the first day. You can take your fiance. You can take your mom, your dad, like they don't have to know video games inside and out. Um, they can just like know like a basic idea of like what, like, a, you know, you get online and you play a video game, kind of like Grand Theft Auto kind of game. Right. right? You can take your kids, you can take whoever, like it, it's super accessible. It's just a good, solid, fun time. um, you know, sure there's nitpicks, but it's like, you know, like dude, like what are you asking for, right? Like, you know, right. like
0: you're watching Ryan Reynolds free
1: guy. Like, right, this exactly. is what you're getting. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, um and so, yeah, so yeah, that's
1: what uh, those are the ones I've been watching.
0: All right, uh the last thing I want to touch on, uh, it's nothing to watch hadn't even come out yet, but you sent me a trailer for some anime Star Wars. That shit was so fucking hype looking. <laughs> I don't even like Star Wars and I was like uh-huh. Alright, I'm hooked. Like, I'm watching this. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm probably... I'm not going to watch any of the other ones. Because I saw a tweet that said none of these are canon. And I was like, good. That means I don't have to watch all this other garbage. I'm just watching these bangers. Um, Uh, The art style is... Like... So, they're made by different studios. There's different art styles for each one. And they're all just incredible. It's like... The most stylized Star Wars has ever been. Like... Let's put it this way. I feel like the moment people saw the Kylo Ren sword that had the fucking hilt, yeah. or the lightsaber, they were like, yo, this is like, and that's like such a small jump in terms of like stylizing something, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, we're doing it, there's no... I, I haven't watched, I could be wrong, but there's no, like, legitimate reason why we had to have a hilt on this lightsaber, you know what I mean? Like, right. we just did it because it looks cooler, and, like, they took that Star they took Star Wars, they like, we're just gonna do it because it looks cool, and, like, just extrapolated that out to the grandest scale. Like, that fucking umbrella. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: hmm and he, like, spins?
0: That yeah. shit took me down, I was like, alright, I'm in.
1: And and the thing is, so like, um, when I watched it, I was like, "This is what I wanted when (laughs) Disney bought Star Wars." That that was the whole point is that they were so like when they were like, "Disney's gonna make a bunch of new movies and it's gonna be like Star Wars." I'm like, "Yes!" Like, because in the Mandalorian. Okay, so, two things. One, this is what I wanted because I was like, yes, we're going to go fucking out there, dude. Like, we're going to be doing, like, you know, there's going to be, like, like that old man who's, like, a Sith. I'm like, that's, like, the st- right? There's, like, an old man who's, like, a Sith, and it's, like, you know, maybe we get a story about a lonely robot who discovers the Force, and he wants to be Force-sensitive, but he can't because he's not, you know, like, a human. Or right. maybe you get, like, a mobster in, like, a volcano planet, and he does, like, uh, blasters, or he does backyard, uh, backyard trades with, like, uh, stormtroopers, right? Like, basically, right. like, like a universe dude like a universe it doesn't have to be related to yoda or the skywalkers or anything it's it's a huge universe and you, the moment that that purchase goes through you go your mind just starts racing on all the possibilities of what could possibly go out there and happen right we're going to get a whole universe of movies and then they take that And just shrink it back down to Luke Skywalker and the Skywalkers and Frank Skywalker and all that shit, right? And so that's what The Mandalorian was supposed to be. So when The Mandalorian comes out, you're like, fuck yes. This is the first step towards something new, towards like a different character. You're like, yes, I'm on board, man. Even the first season, you're like, good. That's why the second season season finale felt like such a betrayal. Because you go... Well, have you seen it? Do you care if I...
0: Nah, go ahead. I already know that this character appears luke skywalker
1: Um, shows up at the end right right of season two and you like in that moment people were like oh my god yeah let's go Uh, right but i was like dude Uh, you're like oh
0: brother no brother well like like, we've seen him so much like why are we still doing this
1: why are we yeah and um there's like another jedi who like is like from the clone wars who shows up boba fett showed up in season two so basically i'm like you guys like shot out of a cannon for season 1 and then just circled back and <laughs> jerked yourself off like what do you like like oh my gosh that's why this is so interesting. That's why i so excited for this. That's why I'm so excited for them to go past all this backdoor pilot bullshit from season two of The Mandalorian and in season three do actually something new without having to be like, hey, remember this character? And like, oh, my God, remember that character? That was in the other movies. It's like, oh,
0: my God, like, move on. Right. You know? And, like, we're getting God, the trailer. If Do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen this trailer, like, search for it. Um, I think it's what Star Wars, like, Visions, I think is what it's Mm -hmm. called. There's, like, old samurai versions of, like, Star Wars. There's, like, futuristic versions. Like you said, I think there's one with, like, a robot. Um, The, I don't know why, like, one scene that randomly I was like, oh, this is so cool. And it's, like, not even, it's one of the sets of animation that I don't feel, feel like went for any sort of, like, grittiness or realism, but like at the end of the day I still saw it and I was like, that's so dope. But it was uh it was the younger kid in Girl and like she has the red tentacles and she grabs the lightsaber and the other guy's still just like the little the the smaller looks like boy is still mm-hmm. just like holding the lightsaber like normal, like kind of pulling it back. And I was like, I don't know why, but like that just looks so cool. Like it's such a unique thing right. to have ever seen. Like we're getting like That's such an iconic pose. Like, even as someone who doesn't like Star Wars, like, the Mm. lightsaber just close to your face, holding it straight up, elbows kind of out. You know what I mean? And to get that as, like, a pull back against, like, you know, like, a a dark side, basically, is, like, that's just, like, why haven't they done that already? You know what I mean? There's so many things that I see in these, and I'm like, how is this not a thing in Star Wars already? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, why are we just now doing this? It's because they just wanted, like you said, jerk themselves off. That's, like, kind of all they did, right? Right. (laughs) And, and,
1: you know, when the first movies came out, like, you know, episode seven, and they were like, oh, it's Han Solo and, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Have Han Solo, have Luke, that's fine. You know, it'll be, like, they'll pass in the baton. Like, you have to, like, you can't just, you know, start off with wacky stuff. You got to start with, like, Iron Man, basically. Like, fine. Right. And then The Last Jedi comes out, and it's sort of, like, Han Solo's dead, and it kind of moves forward. And basically, the last Jedi says, "Like, look, for Star Wars to survive as a story, as a as a, 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 a something that exists in this world, as as a, a vehicle for stories, it has to move past what we have before. Not we're not saying burn it. We're not saying, you know, but don't hold it so dearly that you end up just." copying what you've always done right it's like move right. pat like re- recognize where you've been but move past it basically is what the movie's saying and then when the third one comes out jj abrams was like um no nah, fuck all that we're not doing that bring back <laughs> to palpatine bring back the old shit you know we love this stuff right and so then that makes <laughs> the bangers making... again <laughs> yeah play the bangers again i don't give a shit we're not doing anything new i'm just like a guy who likes to imitate old stuff Let's... <laughs> we're just
0: playing swag surf and shoulder lean <laughs> exactly exactly
1: dude yes that that's who jj abrams is he's the man who plays the mid-2000s hits over and over and over and
0: over and over and over and over. which it's are great crunk. right like it's you, you can sprinkle those in that's fine yeah, <laughs> exactly don't make that your whole set <laughs> it's,
1: you've been playing nothing but crunk music for 30 minutes please <laughs> um <sighs> And so, uh, this, yeah, I'm so excited for this. I, I, you know, I, I think it'll look great. And I mean, well, you and I were talking about, um, you know, it's seven studios, but we weren't sure if it's like, they're going to show little bits of each studio, every episode, or if it's going to be like one
0: studio per episode. Um, right. And it's, it, and it seems like vastly different characters in all the kids. So like is it is each of these stories going to be told in like one hour episode or like is each story getting like two or three episodes or are they doing like movie length episodes for each story like because the one thing i will be hurt is if it's like 30 to 45 minutes well i won't be hurt but like if it's 30 to 45 minutes and they try and like do this like crazy story but then just like speed through it because that's all they have is 30 or 45 minutes i'm yeah. gonna be like kind of like oh like right like i right. wish i i want more of this than the actual star wars like... <laughs> and um no I, I
1: know what you mean and i think you know you were t- talking about um pencil costs
0: right like yeah pencil mileage to... or whatever and like how you have to how like a normal anime studio has to choose like all like, right the, the original thing that was like, when there's a big action scene, the rest of the episode has to be extremely simple. You know what I mean? Right, like, like, right. like, we're spending a ton of time animating this extremely right. well, so now we're getting just like a lot of close-ups of people talking for the episode. You know
1: what I mean? Right, right. And I feel like this is a case where they have unlimited resources. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like It looks like the most expensive animation that's ever been done right like they opened up i told you i was like they shelled out the big bucks for this (laughs) and this is the kind of stuff that i wish somebody like i mean this is the kind of the kind of budget that invincible needs right right yeah i'm hoping that this is the kind of budget they get for seasons two and three of invincible but like if you look at this trailer you're like that trailer probably cost as much as like a whole episode or maybe like a whole season of invincible
0: (laughs) for real (laughs) It's it's so just incredible looking, all of it. And uh, I'm just super... I posted it in a chat with, like, four or five other people that watch anime. And I was like, this shit is so dope. And, like, not not... This is going to make it sound like I'm trying to say this is a popular opinion. It's not. But, like, two or three people in that chat of, like, five or six people were like, I don't even like Star Wars, but this shit looks amazing. And so, like, I wonder <laughs> how many people they're going to pull in. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. for what it's worth, I mean, like Star Wars is a huge brand and I feel like, you know, it's probably, if I had to guess, I can't come up with another IP that probably has a more established fan base. Can you? Do you think there's uh, any other IP where I, like... I think right
1: now, I, I think the only one that comes close is probably um, Marvel. If it, yeah, Marvel. If okay. Like MCU, like, like Marvel Studios, I should say. Like, that's like the closest that it's like...
0: Yeah, that that's true. It, Marvel might have it beat also. Like but but Marvel also has the added benefit of like not I don't know how to explain this. It's like not just one IP. Like they they've somehow like they've performed this giant magic trick of to say like we can do like completely different stories with completely different characters, but because everyone knows they tie in, like everyone watches, right? Like Right, right. Star Wars doesn't really have that. You know what no. I mean? Like you're here for the Star Wars movie and you know, the Mandalorian, I guess is kind of how they're starting to maybe do that. But like, as far as just having like all I have, it'd be if Marvel only had Iron Man movies. Like, yes. I don't think that it has necessarily that same sort of leverage. Right. Like I think right. part of what makes Marvel work is that there's like a million different kinds and they all come together. Whereas like, it's just a straight line for Star Wars. But right. it's I definitely we'll... top three, at the very least. Like, yeah, if they were Wait. still making Harry Potter movies, that might be close. Um, but, like, it, it's still just Star Wars.
1: Yeah. And
0: so, I just wonder, despite how big that established fan base already is, like, does something like this pull in even more people?
1: I I, I would think so. And, and what, what Star Wars needs more than anything is just, like, a guy like Kevin Feige. Like, somebody who's, like... You can have all these different things, but ultimately big it'll major. come back. Big, yeah, it'll you, you know, come back to like the brand, right? Like you, you, can stretch out, you can do your anime, but then you, you know, just like right now, they're doing the What If series, right? Which also right. looks super expensive. They're doing yes, that. It does, and, it and then they're so doing good. like the anime, but then you can also bring it back and be like, we're doing the Avengers and we're doing you know like TV shows, and I feel like that's what Star Wars needs right now. I mean, I, and I think it, it probably does have that in um like uh, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau, but. Um, I think it does, I, and I think it, it pulls people in, and I think, you know, if somebody who watches anime, if you go, hey, look, like, The Mandalorian is like sort of like a live-action live, live action gunslinger one, and for the most part, it's very, very good, and, and I do enjoy it a lot, and there's some really, really great stuff there. Maybe it'll, like, they'll give it a chance. They'll be like, well, you know, all you need to do is just watch, you know, like one season or two seasons, and you get it. It's just like a lone rider with a lone gunman with, like, a baby that he has to take care of, right? And then from there, maybe people will be like, well, let me check out, you know, like, the old movies, you know? So I, I do think this is, like, you know, a good gateway drug for somebody who maybe doesn't enjoy, like, regular, typical Star Wars stuff. Maybe they'll get, you know, more interested after watching the anime series. Right. And, uh,
0: you know, I I wonder if even to a certain degree that's what really kind of, like, screwed the, the, the most recent trilogy, which is that, like... So so 7 was JJ Abrams, 9 was JJ Abrams and, mm-hmm. and 8 was Ryan Johnson, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so like I, I don't think I don't think that trilogy worked for anybody. Like there were people who loved where Ryan Johnson went to it and there were people who hated what Ryan Johnson went to it. Mm. But the the people that loved where Ryan Johnson went hated the last one and the people that hated where ryan johnson went loved the last one so either way it seems like there's not a single person that views that trilogy and thinks it's like coherent right yeah they're like seven was great eight was trash nine was great or like seven was okay eight was phenomenal and nine was trash and so like no one's really like happy with the full thing right and so like and for what it's worth like it's it, it like i don't even know who to point fingers at right like jj abrams yeah. may have may have been the one that fucked up the the ninth one but if he started it at seven and had already envisioned that nine's where he wanted to go like regardless of whether you liked ryan johnson's like he's the problem here you know what i mean where it's like this trilogy was already like we had the start and end point and like we just kind of let the guy in the middle do what he wanted you know what, yeah. what i mean and maybe that's not even ryan johnson's fault but it's somebody's fault right like, yeah. like how was there I, I, not more structure to this
1: like, I mean, right and that was the that was a problem is that it from the start it was not structured well enough so i think you know with anything that's like a series or a tv show i think you have to have sort of a middle ground where you can't be like well guys that's a wrap on season one who knows what's gonna happen season two we see all next month <laughs> right yeah like and you can't also be too rigid and be like No, this is the way it's going to happen. In a year and a half, we're going to have this script. In a year and a half, we're going to have that one. Because, you know, things change. People react to things. Maybe, like, a certain character isn't as loved as they had hoped, right? Like, um, you know, I always think about Breaking Bad whenever I use it, you know, wherever I talk about this. Where they had a, a very, like, sort of nebulous, sort of foggy idea of where they were going to go. But they were never, like, putting down the tracks as they were going. But they also weren't like, all right, we're going to build the tracks. We're going to build the cities. And then we're going to put down the train. They just sort of, you know put it down as they went along but with a focus as the you know as, as things sort of you know came together. Right. Um and I feel like JJ Abrams did none of that. He basically did like the seventh movie and was like, Alright you guys be good. Have luck. Have have fun. Have you know good luck and then eight and nine will be two different directors. Almost to the point where like I remember reading an article where at the end of so at the end you know they get JJ Abrams to do seven bring everything back, like started from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he puts at the end of the movie, Luke is on an Island. Mm-hmm. Um, And then at the, you know, nine right, and, and then in eight, you find out why he's there and whatever, whatever. And I remember reading an article or listening to Ryan Johnson, give an interview and he goes, so my first, you know, the first thing I had to do with my script is sort of figure out, you know, why Luke was there. Like, you know, kind of come <laughs> up with a with an explanation as to why Luke was there. And I was thinking, I was like, so JJ Abrams pretty much. End of the like, movie. Put him the there movie. on
0: purpose and then was just like, figure
1: it out. <laughs> exactly. He ends it. it I mean, it, it essentially is a, a quote quote, cliffhanger. Because it kind of just uh, Ray walks up to him and she like puts out his lightsaber, holds it out, and he like looks at her, and then the movie just like didn't didn't cuts to black, directed by JJ Abrams, right? Right. Okay. And so it's like it's kind of like a cliffhanger sort of kinda. Um but yeah, I remember reading that article and be like Wait, so, like, you guys didn't sit down? He wasn't like, look, I talked to Kathleen Kennedy. We're going to do this one. He's there because of this. You figure out. You flesh it out. He Ryan Johnson was literally like, I had to figure out why he was there. And I was
0: like, Bro. are you fucking kidding me? No wonder it went to shit.
1: Right. Can it down, you imagine they're... if,
0: like, the Matrix trilogy, like, at the second one they just pieced out and came back for the third? Exactly.
1: And like not even not even they came back. A whole different director came back and was like, "Hey, what's up? Anyway, good luck," you know.
0: <laughs> right. the fuck? Oh my god. That's what the fuck. Yeah. And so, if you're Disney, why did you sign off on this? Like, exactly. why did yeah, you it- do this this way? I think, well, yeah, I think they just, he must
1: have had a lot of pull on set. He must have been like, no, trust me, trust me. Look, I'm I'm Spielberg Jr., baby. Like, I just, you know, look, at I do good movies and stuff. And nobody was like, wait, like, let's really think about this. You know, like, we got to figure out where the story is going to go. But, like,
0: even if, even if he said, I'm Spielberg Jr., right? Like, how did Disney not at least go, like, hey, can you at least, like, consult on the second one since you know you're fucking like you know what I mean like what, what just the idea that he was like done with the fucking first one it was like I'll come back for the third like and, and then just like peaced out like if you're Disney how do you not just go like hey hey get back here <laughs> like right you at least got to leave us like a treasure map you can't just walk off Right, right. And I th- I honestly think
1: they do not let that happen ever again. I think they're going to... There's you know, no whatever. way. No, no way, yeah, yeah. I think going forward, anytime they're going to have, like, a movie series or even a TV series, they're going to be like, all right, where are we going with this? When's it going to end? The Mandalorian is going to have how many seasons? Four? Okay, let's at least sketch out roughly where it's going to go so that we don't, you know, just end up walking into a rake and
0: having it smack us in the face.
1: I just... I can't
0: believe... All right, so, like... I know we say they'll never let it happen again, and I know I literally just said this, but like it's such an obvious problem. <laughs> like like, Brain, like how, it's, how did you How did you even think to let this happen the first time? Like just We're gonna have a guy do the first movie, we're gonna have him do the third, and we're gonna have him give zero input on the second. <laughs> like right, right. like well, in, in the meeting, like how did you not go like well, we
1: can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well to be fair, like the third one the third movie was supposed to be um it was supposed to be three different directors, one of each one. And oh, the third okay. one was supposed to be, um, Colin Trevorrow. He did Jurassic World.
0: Okay.
1: And he got fired or he like left the project. And so they had somebody they had to get somebody to fill it in quickly and so they were like, Well, JJ, just come in and, and fix it. You fixed it last time. So I, I think it would have been better with some time.
0: Yeah. Um, even <sighs>
1: But even then, so it's like I, I like. Point,
0: I, so I think I like the idea of three different directors more. Yeah, I do too. But yeah, I yeah. still don't know what you were doing. <laughs> that's yeah. still, and that's that still does not that, seem like a recipe for success.
1: <laughs> no, no. And the thing is, if you're going to do that. You gotta do it kind of like Marvel does it, right? Where like you have like a figurehead and you have a story, and you let people put in their own taste, right? Like Ryan Coogler with Black Panther, or Taika Waititi with Thor Ragnarok, or even the Rousseau's with like Endgame and stuff, right? You, they can right. have their own look and they can have their own like sort of sensibilities, but at the end of the day, you have to have somebody, you know, that says like
0: this is what is going to happen, right? Exactly. Like, like, this, this is somebody's. Here's point A. Over the three here's movies. point B. Right. We're doing this. I don't give a shit what you throw in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, you right. need somebody to do that. And just the idea that you went into Star Wars of all things. Yeah. Like, the most ridiculous fan base of being, like, picky about exactly what happens. And you're just like, fucking wing it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what is. That? Like,
1: yeah. And, and the movies can look whatever <laughs> way they want to look. Like, the first one looks very, like, um, I mean, I like how it looks. It looks fine, but it looks a little bright. It looks like it's kind of. Bordering on like a TV show at times, and then the second one, The Last Jedi, looks like dark and um sort of golden. It looks like an actual like movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter how they look; they can look different. But what's important is that the movie makes sense, right? Like, there's like a like you said, like an A to B, and then just you know you shape it however you want. Take away TT you have to, whatever comedy you'd like, but just get me to where Thor is on the ship with the Asgardians, right?
0: And, and his, his evolution is that he has learned, like, his strength doesn't just lie in a hammer. You know what I mean? Like, or, like, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Like, that's what we need. We need, like, this empowered version of Thor through right. whatever means necessary. And right. so hit, we get, like, hit, yep, yep. comedy, but, like, also we do get Thor, like, at his most, like, determined, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. th- despite the comedy in Ragnarok... You don't get Thor in, was it Infinity War? Mm -hmm. You don't, like, you don't get that Thor without what happens in Ragnarok. So, like, you got point A, you got point B, and then we let Taika Waititi throw all sorts of flair in the middle. You know what I mean? And that's just what you need, especially with Star Wars. Like, I just, it's so nuts that, like, with that fan base, you decided to just do that. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yep. But, like you said, maybe Dave Filoni's their guy, because he seems to be very, this shit's his baby. You know what I mean? Right, right. So maybe he's the guy that they throw in with that franchise. Also, like, doesn't Disney own Marvel, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why the fuck? You had a perfect model. Like, like... Yes, yes.
1: And, you know, they got Kevin Feige, he's, um, he's supposed to be doing, like, a Star Wars trilogy, and and they got a bunch of stuff. So I think it's coming together, but that's what they, you know, like you're, you're right. Like they should have looked over at the guy at the next, you know, desk and been like, Hey, like, how are you guys doing that? <laughs>
0: right. <sighs> it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But um, hopefully,
1: you know, hopefully, you know, with, as you know, I've said, I didn't, I didn't love Mandalorian season two, but hopefully they got that, you know, self aggrandizing bullshit out of the way and they can just focus on their own story for season three. But I like where this is going, you know, that I think, you know, with this, with um, <clears throat> Mandalorian season three, they got a, um, a rogue squadron movie coming in a couple years, which is like, you know, like a, a Top Gun type movie okay. so that, that, that would look cool. They got a couple of, you know, other Star Wars movies coming. They got like the TV shows. So I think hopefully now they, they've looked over at Marvel and been like, all right, that's how you do it. Okay. Let's do this where, you know, it can be a. You know, if you like, like, Down and Gritty, you can do the Road Squadron movie. If you like sort of the Fantastical, you can do maybe one of the spin off shows. If you like, you know, animated stuff, there's an animated show for you, right? Like, there's, like, eventually, hopefully, something where everybody gets to enjoy at least one piece of Star Wars and gets, you know, right. a high-budget version of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um... God, I just, I, I hope that shit's so good. Like, it, it, it's just so impeccable looking. Just going back to, like, the whole, you know, fact that we were talking about the anime one. It's mm. just such a beautiful looking thing. You know what I mean? Like, it... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm really, really excited for that. Uh, let's... Let's push this topic. Okay. If you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, and just move to, uh, to this update. Uh... <sighs> All right, so
1: I will say. Oh, you know what? I forgot to do about this topic. So, you, 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 you know. Sorry, set it up, and then I'll, I'll, I'll see what I'm gonna say. So, like,
0: man, I am just so surprised. I. So Tim Tebow was cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Who could have ever seen that coming? I, it, I didn't. The moment those fucking jersey sales hit, I was like, "It's (laughs) over. He is on the team. I do not care. Like, there's no way they're not keeping him on the team." (laughs) You tell me out of fifty-three spots, you couldn't find one for like the second highest-selling jersey of the season.
1: (laughs) And and that's what I was gonna say is that
0: um, I meant to I
1: I I should have listened to our episode to see if either of us even mentioned when he would be cut. Um, or if he would be cut at all. I, I don't think if we did or didn't. I need, I meant to go back. But I, I wish I would have gone back and be like, I'm thinking, you know, like, halfway
0: through August, he's going to get cut. So I could go back and be like, I told y'all. I told y'all. I said he's going to get cut. Yeah, I, I remembered saying that he was going to be on the team. I think because, I did too. Because, like, I, I just, that's so much money to make. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. Sell those I mean, I, fucking jerseys, even if he never hits the field. Yeah, um, I
1: think. Um, I think seeing that footage though, where he like blocks that guy and fucks it up, is just like it was just too much for the Jaguars. Like, cause it thing, went viral this weekend. When, yeah. So this, the
0: thing is, is like, I saw. Let's see. Um, so I saw that one. That's the one that went viral, and like, people underneath, like in the replies, were saying. And somewhat fairly, like, he did still set the edge. Like, he did get on the outside of that defensive end and keep him from moving outside. The thing is, is that there's still a certain level of just expected skill. Like, 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 yes, you did your job this one time, but one, you barely fucking did it. And two, the very next thing you did after you did it was, like, hit your own offensive lineman in the chest with your helmet. Like, you yeah. speared him directly in the chest. Like, why did you do that? Like, uh, he, he fucked up that block. It still worked out. But the thing is, he knew he fucked it up. So he was like, I gotta go put a body on someone. And then just fucking speared his offensive lineman in the chest. And I just don't know why that happened. But, when I looked for it, because I went to look for it to send it to someone. Mm-hmm. I just sent you this clip, and it's like, this guy says, honestly, the Tebow block that went viral wasn't even his worst block of the night. This was the very next play, and you could see him. He's third from the right on screen, 85. Yeah, 85, yeah. And you could just see, he just gets fucking blown <laughs> by. Like, <laughs> he, just... <laughs> he, just, he just gets a fucking like, push right out of the way. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so great.
1: It, and then, it, let me see. I want to see the guy here that goes by him. Yeah, and then the guy who goes by him was the guy who causes the running back to sort of, like, skip to the left and just get stuffed.
0: Right, and it's just like... I guess if you're that... Also... Nah, never mind. I was gonna say, how can you be that bad? But, like, the answer is, like, you don't play football for a few years, you never played that position, and all of a sudden you're going against, like... Actual fucking professionals that have done nothing but that for their entire life. Right. A
1: 24-year-old so, coming off the edge with a 4.3 speed, you know. it's Right. Like, That's how that happens.
0: But still, like, one of the comments I saw pointed out was like, how come he, if he was so determined to be a quarterback when he was first in the league, like, how come he didn't go anywhere else? Like, like, he didn't go to the CFL. He didn't, like, he was like, I'm going to try minor league baseball. Like, what the fuck? Right and think, then you tried to come back as a tight end it's just the, the whole story's ridiculous right like right and then and then now you look foolish uh, like now any sort of goodwill that that you got from being like like quote unquote working your way to the minor leagues and the, the MLB like you you tried to shortcut to the NFL and you looked like a fucking goofball doing it so like I just that's such a that that clip is so awful like like both clips
1: Jesus yeah
0: and uh, yeah, and I, I and
1: I was with you I, I think I agreed I think maybe it was like the cynical the cynic in us that was like this guy makes too much money there's no way they cut him right it's like right like in Florida
0: of all places with Urban Meyer like you just gotta keep
1: him like, yeah I I just imagine him cutting him kind of like you know that picture of Wesley Snipes with the gun where he's crying
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I know what you're talking about. Uh that's yeah it's just so fucking ridiculous, uh, the whole situation is just nonsense, like the the fact that we even got here is nonsense yeah, yeah. on its own, but then the fact that you threw him out, but also this was just preseason, and he looks this bad. Can you imagine if he was in an actual fucking game just, that meant something, I'm trying to trying to
1: stop like uh what's his name? <laughs> Um, who's the edge rusher of the fucking Jadavian Clowney yeah Jadavian Clowney just literally or like Tank one Lawrence.
0: arm like, bro one arm just shoves him like, like he just goes yeah, yeah,
1: grab, yeah. he grabs Tebow Tank Lawrence grabs Tebow by the fucking chest and just pushes him back or just cut you know breaks him through his chest like the fucking te- uh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom and <laughs> of the Jesus
0: he just Kalima every
1: just, somebody just performed the Kalima ritual on the football field <laughs>
0: One of them just, like, hits him, and he just fucking disintegrates like a vampire in Blade. Like, <laughs> just, just turns into lights. He just uh, fucking disintegrates. He just gets up blade.
1: <coughs> I think I'm bleeding inside my chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. Oh, yeah. And,
1: yeah. somebody fucking punches him. And he does, like, you know, like the the Dave Chappelle, the Charlie Murphy thing where he goes back flying. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. And it's like the drools, the blood. Uh, uh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God. I'm I sorry, can't... Urban Meyer. I was having yeah. too much fun. Urban Meyer <laughs> was
0: like, Let me try and get Tim Tebow to help protect my fucking star quarterback uh from edge uh-huh. rushers. And then you know that's probably what it was. That's probably what got him cut, right? Is he had a vision of just like oh. having to put Tim Tebow out there in like a two tight end set or a three tight end set and, and then just watch Trevor Lawrence just get fucking creamed and he was like, oh. Nah, I can't do it, I gotta pick
1: god he probably had have you seen that clip of uh, the movie ray where jimmy fox gets up off the bed and he's like uh, 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 and he like gets up and he runs to the toilet and pukes i have not it's like, that's probably what he saw he was just like oh god oh god he <laughs> or he wakes up like fucking d wade in those commercials
0: oh yeah the fucking the gator <laughs> like, like, like straight up like god like fucking uh, undertaker comes up just fucking dead man sits up he's like i gotta i gotta fucking let him go <laughs> uh,
1: and the thing is so like I, I, like you said, like you get this, right? Because it's Urban Meyer, and he, like, he was his coach, and and it's it's kind of ultimately like you know, like when you go, hey, I have um, you know, I have a, a a buddy who wants to come hang out, and maybe he like gets too drunk, or you go, hey, I have a buddy who wants to get a job here, and he shows up reeking of weed, and he gets fired the next day, and <laughs> then you go, well, you know, like I was just trying to fucking do a favor, and like, I thought he could cut it, but he can't, right? <laughs> so like, don't fucking shit on me. I did what I could. And I feel like it's like that, where he's like, hey, look, I'm trying to do a solid for this guy who basically made me millions of dollars for free. Right. I'm just trying to do him a solid. It didn't work out, except the difference here is that
0: millions of people on the internet know about it. (laughs) Millions of people on the internet got to see him fail on video horribly. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And usually when when your buddy gets
1: caught smoking weed, it's just your buddy and the HR director, right? Right, exactly.
0: And you're like and then you just have to you you're just trying to save face in front of like, you know, three people at work. Like like look, like I didn't know he I thought he could I thought he'd be thought good he, here, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like, I thought, I thought this would just be enough to like kind of keep him, you know, in line. Uh, but you know, it just oh, didn't work out. Whatever you got to do. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, honestly,
1: I didn't even know he was a weedhead. I, I, I thought that he was a I had, man. Like, I, you I know, I've never, never seen him
0: smoke, him smoke at all before. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs>
1: do you like that that Bradley Beal John Wall clip? I have never ever seen <laughs> him act this way before. <laughs>
0: oh Jesus! All right. Um. But yeah. So Tim Tebow is all the way the fuck out of here. Yep. Um, there is, there is less than 0% chance that he ever touches a football field again.
1: Absolutely. No <laughs> way. I mean, well, not, uh, you mean like I'm not an American one, maybe, uh, but, or not Nah, like NFL nah if he, if
0: he wasn't hitting the CFL, like before any team in the CFL, like be like, oh, we're interested. And then they see that and they're like, oh, I don't think we're interested anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, unless some team wants to put him at quarterback just so they can watch his fucking terrible ass throwing motion and get, like, a couple random fans to show up that otherwise wouldn't have. I mean, I guess. Yeah, maybe maybe it's, like, 10% in some other league somewhere. But, I like... Mean,
1: th- th- somebody must have seen all the money, right? Like you were saying, like, all those screenshots of, like, the number one selling jersey was Tim Tebow there for, like, a week. Right? Like, somebody somewhere must have seen that and be like, you know what? <laughs> hmm. Maybe this guy needs a shot. something <laughs> right. You know, I know maybe what? you can't I
0: wanna... cut it in the NFL, but uh, maybe here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to sign you up to the Oklahoma City Wranglers. You know,
0: come play with. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> they don't even wear fuck. they don't even sell, you like, uh, jerseys. It's just, like, jeans with his name on the ass. Like... Exactly, yeah. It's like, I thought I was going to be playing.
1: Like, yeah, 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 you're, uh, you're third string. Just go sit down, make us some money. <laughs> mm, shut
0: up. And uh, we'll call you when we call you. It's like <laughs> you fucking cut the mic like <laughs> to his helmet off, and tell the other quarterback, "You ain't got shit to worry about. This is not a QB competition." Um. <laughs> all right, uh, but yeah, uh, that we'll, we'll call it there. We'll call it there. Yeah. Um. So that's the episode. Um. Just as a uh, a hint for next week, uh, your boy talked about the white stripes last week. And uh, next week we're going to get into uh, that in a slightly different manner. Because I do want to touch on this. Um, Also, I'm going to say that I cheated on one of mine, right? Mm -hmm. Which is that I've looked up, like, good covers just because... So so the topic for next week is going to be, like, our favorite covers of other songs. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't even realize the last one was a cover. Like, I had only ever known this one. And then I saw it was a cover and I went and listened to the original. And I was like, get that harmonica ass bullshit out of here, bro. Uh, so, so, you know, there's a fucking taste, uh, but, but you know, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T money bags on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, And I'm at ever Castro 92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast directly at Diff animals pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us. Different animals podcast at gmail.com um, we will catch you guys next week later peace